Welcome back to another episode of the Uncharted Podcast. I have a good friend, Tobias. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Paya. Great to see you. Great to see you, my friend. For everybody that can't see, Tobias is dressed so nicely. It's a shame <laughs> we it's a shame we only use audio here, but you look you look nice, Tobias. You, you can only see above the desk. One of the ways we'd like to kick off every conversation is a quick intro. Founder and CEO of Avnio, we're a sales response automation platform. I'm from a, a small town called West Alton in, in Bolton near Manchester. So it's an old like mining textile mill town. So not very tech forward. Maybe it is now. I moved into working in quite quickly, working at like 14, 15 years old. I worked in various mills, bars, factories. I was an avid gamer. That's where I got into tech, really. I went to college doing computer design. And just as I was going to go to university to do my dream course in computer game design, my, my nana, my grandmother got me a summer job paper saying, you get going to go and earn some money. And in there, there was a job advert for IT apprenticeship, global blue chip company. Anyway, it turned out to be Barclays. So I went there as a SharePoint admin and somehow shape-shifted into automation and, and data and consultancy. And then I blinked and I'm, I'm running a company. There was a place in the middle of that, which I missed out, which I worked in a banana factory for quite a long time. So not 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 creating the bananas, but just putting them in the right box. Things. I love it. it. Very unique. And one that probably taught you a lot about work ethic. Did you ever have one of those experiences, you know, as like a teenager or something like that, where like, oh my God, I, I'm going to do whatever I can to not have yeah. to... Yeah, definitely. I mean, it was it was actually the banana factory. I was about 18 years old. So I'd do 6 a.m. till 2 p.m. there. I'd come home, get changed quickly into like a shirt and work in a bar till two in the morning. And that was like a repeat. And then one day you'd stand in a you stand at a bench in, in front of someone else, and there was just like a big hall of hundreds of you just putting these bananas in boxes for the supermarket, the grocery stores. And this guy he must have been, I don't know, maybe 60s. You know, they say, oh, so, you know, how long have you been here? He's like, nine years this September. And I think that just clicked for me. It was probably fine for him. But for me, I, I just couldn't have that rigid hourly structure of that kind of robotic kind of task. Maybe that's why I went into robotics automation to kind of streamline, you know, those kind of processes. That was the, that was the tipping point. When I worked in a textile mill that was after that, where, you know, I just looked around and realized that the ceiling was, you know, was there, right? Right. Immediately. There was nowhere to go. I had to break out of that pretty quickly. You learned early on to get the heck out, to say the least. Now you've been on this journey for a couple of years, right? As the CEO of Avenio, we kind of met early on as you were scaling the organization. Now that you look back, right? Like you've, you've had a lot of ups and downs, some really highs, some really lows. What, what's been one of the hardest experiences or skills or things to grasp as a CEO? I think learning to manage things that are, that, are, that come at you that are out of your control, right? Being a bit of a control freak and, and trying to do everything, you, know, you get curveballs out of nowhere. And just learning how to manage those. I would either want to say patience, being patient. You know, it's a double-edged sword because being impatient means that you're, you're constantly striving and pushing forward. But, you know, you also need to take the other side of that balance and, and, and you know, things, things, things finally move. Like, you know, the deal that was supposed to close on a certain day, you know, it will come in like we were talking about earlier. And separating emotion with kind of business logic, because when you throw everything into starting a business and you, you gambled everything on it, it's, it's some, sometimes if uh, things aren't, you know, 
going the way you think and things like that, you, you know, emotion can come into it. So I, I think I learned quite early on to, to separate those things. Out of curiosity, was there anything that's like helped you with that? Like, uh... I'm so clearer and structured when I exercise. If I exercise in the morning, you know, I never really want to do it. But if I do that, everything is much clearer. And I have to get it in the beginning of the day because otherwise my calendar just goes crazy. That really, really, really helps me. Uh, and yeah, my, it's, it's perception. You know, it was my, it was my wife, and you know, we started. Avnio started six weeks before the pandemic lockdown in the UK, and that was the big. You know, we came in just as Brexit was implemented. Whoever thought that was a good idea, I don't want to get political, but you know, it was like, oh, that's going to be you know, business, you know, supply chain uncertainty, etc. But then straight away the pandemic and. You know, I was shouldering a lot, and I think my wife noticed it, and she, she was the one that we said this a little bit earlier. You can't control things out of your control. You just control it, you deal with them when they come in, and that just, just really realigned my perception, and, and, and I'm a lot calmer now, yeah. I'll double down on the exercise. That's something I've learned, and literally not only in my health here, but my wealth has kind of gone up with it as well, just because Absolutely. I'm so much more clear. Like, I do this every morning, and funny story about this is Tobias and I, a couple months ago when we were at Saster Annual, at our hotel, we were doing this, and <laughs> Tobias is like, holy cow, this Poya guy's like lifting some heavy weights, but he was thinking I was lifting weights in kilograms when they were actually in pounds. I'm actually curious, at least from your experience, one of the things we talked through earlier is, hey, we're as a CEO right now, we're forced to get rid of some of the vitamins, meaning some of the products that maybe are nice to haves, but they're not must-haves. How are you guys determining what's a vitamin, what's a painkiller. What's your tips yeah. to making sure, like I I don't make the cut? I was looking Monday at my inbox because we cleared it out just before the holiday period. It's now back up two thousand six hundred unread emails in my sales. That, that's just from people selling. They just all come in and people try and differentiate, which is you know, there's the cute things where it's like, hey, Tobias, I bought you a coffee, and it's someone in a coffee shop with a BDR with my name on it. That stood out, but then everyone started doing it. Oh, we have an old copy of the same video and stuff. But I think. I, I think just think about just 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 dumb it down to the, you know why why are you doing it? Is it making the boat go faster? So in its simplest term, is it going to make you money, save you money, or or, or keep you out of jail? <laughs> like you know, is it is it going to improve your compliance? Is it going to improve your revenue, or is it going to decrease your bottom line? And start there really. And, and if someone doesn't get back, just keep going and, and multi-thread. It sounds simple, but you've just got to keep hammering at it and, and, and getting that silver bullet message in and. You know, what you say to, to me, what you think my pain is will be different to my marketing team's pain or will be different to my sales team's pain. So just make sure that it's, you know, it's, you, you're providing value in your message and not, not leaving it open for the re- recipient of your, your pitch or whatever it is to try and figure out, oh, yeah, that, that, that is something we need. Just, just be straight to the point. Don't piss around and you'll get a response. But yeah, for us, it's, does it make the boat go faster? Yes or no. If not, then we're just moving on right now. Keep it simple and make sure you're either making money or saving money. Out of all the roles you've hired for, which one do you wish you had hired for sooner and why? It's got to be VP of sales, I think. And why? Why? Just because, I mean, well, for me, and this is personally, I'm I'm a technical founder. Sure. And... I, but I, I also have a certain level of sales acumen. I like to think coming through the pre-sales, you know, period of my career. But 
you know, it, it's a different, they're, they're a different beast. The way they identify ideal customer profiles, the way they kind of hone things down. You know, I, I was just as a, as a you know, founder-led sales, casting the net. Yeah, we'll take you on, we'll take you on. But they'd actually think about the bigger picture, not just like ticking over the deals. Are they going to retain? Can we grow within those accounts? All of that side of things, the science in lead generation. We've got them a hell of a lot earlier, I think. If you can't afford it, you know, give some equity or things like that to, to, to bring in the right people. I mean, we, we've got an, an awesome one right now. And, and, and it's as we start to see that, the, not the dial, like, you know, the, the dial shift, it's completely flown off the, uh, you know, the needle's flown off. And, and if I'd have done that maybe 24 months ago, <laughs> we'd have been a lot further on. Thanks for sharing on, on that on that front. Well, one, one last question that I'm going to ask is in terms of tech right now, right? Like if for good or bad, maybe the broader economy, we're not in a recession or it's not that bad or it'll be a soft landing. But in tech, it's been pretty freaking brutal, right? It's been... It's been a let's say a brutal twelve months for for good or bad, right? How are you pushing your team forward? We were born in the pandemic, right? So we've always been in a level of uncertainty. We saw SaaS multipliers go through the roof in that period, and and, and the software that enables companies to work in a distributed fashion. It's quickest track, quickest digital transformation shift ever. So we were we're pretty hardened to the and i think the core team and that that energy gives off to the wider new employees that come in of that tenacity of you know seek opportunity in, uns, in, in uncertainty we enable people to do more with more with less and, and and in the kind of recession and things like that, we can cut straight through the middle of it as long as we've got hyper focus that's what we're banging the drum on with our team i think decisions for us, decisions are made a lot more quickly. Our team have autonomy, um, you know. And I say, look, you know, go. one thing I've learned over these last three it's a sh- three years, but it, yeah, it's absolute dog years. You know, go with your gut because if, if it doesn't feel right or smell right, taste, you know, it's generally not. And just cut quickly, fail fast, and again, it's a little bit cliche in, in, in the tech startup, but I'd say now more than ever, people aren't gonna whether it's stakeholders, as in employees, customers, investors, advice, whatever, no one's going to piss around. So just, you know, fail fast. And if you, you know, if you keep moving forward, you'll be fine. A few scars along the way, but they're all learnings, aren't they? So, and that's the team, the team, we, we just keep it, we just keep in, in close check with them. We don't hide from the way the economy is. And uh, yeah, I think that that openness is, keeps the, the tight team bond. Yeah. Okay. Tobias, this has been fantastic. Thanks as always for the fun conversation, for paying it forward. Before we say our goodbyes, the one question we love ending with for good or bad, if wiser, better looking Tobias could go back to any time, what what's one piece of advice you would give your younger self? I think it's what I just said. Go with your gut. Go with your gut. Nine times out of 10, it's right. That's what I would say. Don't all everyone do that. But if you're, if you're going to start a business or, or anything like that, then you know just, just, just go with your gut. Absolutely. I, I love it. I, I have not heard a technical founder say this in a long time, which is go with your gut. I, I love it. I love yeah, it. It will be wrong sometimes, but that's that then you, you learn and it will be right the next time, right? Okay, good. I can work with that as long as I don't have to go compile the data and make a scientific decision on everything. Thanks for being a good supporter. And more importantly, thanks for paying it forward on this episode. Thanks, Paya. Thanks for having me. Great to see you, man. Until next time, be safe, be well, and we'll catch you on the next episode.